Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We've been hearing this week just how radical Jesus was in his teaching. And uh, we've looked at sin, we've looked at how we deal with our enemies, we've looked at what it means to be a true disciple of Jesus. Today we're going to talk about money and giving. Did he have much to say about this? Well, we're going to talk about giving, uh, but not just the giving of money. Uh, It involves that, but we're going to talk about the principles of giving uh, that Jesus teaches. Let's um, read just a few verses from Luke chapter 6. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, that is far more radical than it sounds at first. Let's just take it um, part by part. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Well, that sounds good, that we are going to be spared from judgment if we spare others the judgment that they deserve. Uh, Jesus said, Be merciful, as your Father in heaven is merciful. He said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So here is this, um, actually, the outworking of what is often called the golden rule. Do to others as you would have them done to you, which is what Jesus said um, in the Sermon on the Mount. So here is a, a principle. Now, When you begin to apply that principle to other areas of your life, you see that it is going to have some very radical implications. He says, do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Well, now we know that Jesus gave his life for us on the cross to spare us from condemnation. So it would be ridiculous, really, for us to be spared from condemnation and then to go and put ourselves back under condemnation because we condemn other people. So Jesus says, forgive, and you will be forgiven. Uh, He taught the parable of the unmerciful servant to make it clear that because we have been forgiven so much, we must forgive others. But you see, the unmerciful servant refused to forgive his fellow servant, so all the debt that had originally been forgiven by his master was imposed back on him. And uh, he didn't get a very good press. He was thrown out, wasn't he, and thrown into prison and judgment and all the rest of it. So um, we are, as the scripture says, going to reap what we sow. So this is the spiritual principle. Whatever you give or the way in which you give is what you are going to reap back. So if you judge, you're going to be judged. If you condemn, you're going to suffer condemnation. Even if it doesn't come from God, it will come from other people. When people begin to treat you badly, one of the things that it's very good to ask yourself is, am I receiving back what I have done to others? Is this actually what Jesus was talking about? 
are people doing me down because I've been doing others down? Now, that's not always the case because sometimes people will attack us just because they're attacking the truth. But often we are simply reaping what we've sown. And therefore we need to come to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. But he's being very positive here, you see. He doesn't want us to be judged, doesn't want us to be condemned. So he says, well, don't judge others, don't condemn others, forgive them. And we saw earlier this week that that is how we are to deal even with our enemies. But then Jesus says, give, give to people. Now, yes, you can refer that to money or you could refer to love or time or whatever, whatever. It's a principle, it's a spiritual principle. Now, the principle is this. With whatever measure, however much in other words, you give to others or give to the Lord, that is the same measure that is going to be used to be given back to you, except that God will multiply it so that he will give back good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Um, you know, sometimes you come across people that say, nobody loves me, uh, nobody cares about me, bum, 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 and all this, and they're sort of sitting around feeling sorry for themselves. The best thing you can do with people like that is say, well, go and find someone to love. Go and start helping people, caring for people, showing love for other people. Why? As soon as you start to give love, you'll receive it. Take the initiative. Yes. I mean, if you just sit around waiting to be loved, you're being disobedient to the word of God because you need to love, not wait around to be loved. You need to give. So the agape love of God is expressed in giving. God so loved the world that he gave his son. It's not emotional love. It's not sexual love. It's the love that is expressed in the way in which we give and serve and bless God and other people. It's a very practical love, in other words. Not emotional, it's practical. So um, God's way of us loving is expressed in the way that we give to others. We serve them. We give them time. We care for them. Yes, we may give them money if that's what the need is. Uh, but also, we want God to be generous to us and to care for us and to meet our needs. And often people quote the words that um, Paul wrote to the Philippians, my God shall supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. But that word is spoken within the context of Paul congratulating the Philippians because they have been so faithful in the way that they have given and loved. Because they have been faithful in giving and love, then my God shall supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Um, it's a radical way of looking at life, you see. And Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these practical things, what to eat, what to wear, and so on, uh, will be added to you. In other words, you put God first in your life and he will care for you in all the practical ways in which you need to be cared for. But if you have needs, it's no use sitting around whinging, saying God doesn't care, doesn't meet my needs. If you do what God says, seek first his kingdom, his rule, his reign, uh, 
You're seeking to follow him, to be like Christ. Then you will see the fulfillment of all that he promises. Now, uh, we've been skating over all week, really, how radical many of these things are that Jesus said. A radical view of sin, a radical view of how to deal with our enemies, a radical view of what it means to be a follower, to be a disciple of Jesus, a radical view of what it means to be family in God's eyes, a radical view of giving, uh, that if you sow a little, Paul says you reap a little. If you sow much, you reap much. It's this principle that you reap what you sow. Very radical. But I just want to finish the week's program by coming back to the statement with which we started. What is God's purpose for your life as a Christian? Answer, to be like Jesus. Why? Because the more like Jesus you are, the more you will behave like Jesus, speak like Jesus, act like Jesus, Give like Jesus, serve like Jesus, lay your life down like Jesus. The more powerful you will be like Jesus, the more you will be able to reach out to touch the lives of other people and see their needs met. And I want to reinforce the fact that we are not trying to imitate Jesus in our own strength. We are seeing what it means to be a Christian what it means to be a follower, what it means to be a disciple. And we're realizing Jesus came to make all these things possible by what he did for us on the cross, which cancels out all the negatives, all the darkness in our lives, all the sin and guilt and fear and failure. But then by pouring his Holy Spirit into us, so that we are empowered with the same power that lived in Jesus himself to do the will of God in our lives. So Jesus says that the Holy Spirit is going to, first and foremost, remind you of what I have said. And that includes all the radical things that he has said. Now you will often hear people say, well, it's unrealistic to expect people to live like that these days. That is absolute toffee. It is nonsense. The Word of God can be lived in any, by any person, in any culture, at any time, when it's their chosen desire when that's what they want to do. If you want to be like Jesus, if you want a life that is truly fulfilled, that is truly fruitful, that where God can use you for his purposes so that you become a blessing to many other people, that will be fulfilled according to how radical you are prepared to be to be like Jesus you've been listening to Faith for Today presented by Julia Fisher this program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith for further information visit our website kingdomfaith.com 